back to a cut. Yeah. yeah. Back for another week. You're tuned into Backdoor Cut. My name is Josh DiMatteo. Here, as always, with the very, very tired. In two instances here, in both instances, Jake Eisenberg and Matt Beatty. Jake, how are you? You are. I am tired. The World Cup is tough, man. Six a.m. Yeah, start, the- but good, good effort from the from the Socceroos. We'll take we'll take a thirty minutes of hope against France. That was a good first half hour. Yeah. And we'll take a minute for the World Cup, a football tournament in our very, very basketball-specific podcast. <laughs> Beatty, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm a bit annoyed that this just seems to be the decade of, of French sport. We, we couple, <laughs> FIFA World Cup, they're looking good again. We've got Wembenyama coming in hot. Yeah. We just can't avoid these these French these French mothers, yeah. these French MFs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rudy's, Rudy's going to lose his passport at this point. He's just dragging him down. <laughs> Rudy's quietly doing okay no, at no, Timberwolves. No, no, he's loudly no. been very frustrating. They don't like him, though. No one anyway. likes him. Anyway, yeah, come on. Anyway, well, we're back. We had somewhat of a week off just due to this, that, and whatever, work commitments, yada, yada. We don't get paid a lot on this podcast. <laughs> by a lot. I mean nothing. So it happens from time to time. But we're back. There's been heaps of hoops. We've got... Let's kick right in, actually, to the yeah. rose gold moment of the week, our only and favorite segment here on Backdoor Cut, celebrating anything and everything to do with Aussie hoops, home and abroad. Um, and we had options galore after our little break for the past week or so. There's been big honorable mention here for Josh Green, which... I think we can actually call the Dallas Mavericks second best player behind Luca now. He's been unbelievable, lighting it up from three, chasing people down. What do you reckon, fellas? Mate, could have easily given Joshy another another crack here. Could have, for sure. He's definitely playing the best in his role. Uh, I also just like watching him play. Like, super, super energetic, aggressive. Um, he's willing to go at people on... On both ends. Yeah, nah. Love Joshy. It's been pretty great seeing him develop as the season goes on. Last year, already getting a little bit of, what would you say, responsibility as like a defensive option to send at scorers on the Mavericks side. But this year, his offense isn't keeping him off the floor. He's still defending the best player but just for longer in the game because now his shot's coming along. He was seven from seven from three the other day. This is huge developments, especially for a compliment to Luca, who very much needs someone that can chase people around and hit threes. So it's lit. Huge honorable mention to Josh Green this week. The only reason Josh Green is taking out an honorable mention and not a repeat as the Rose Gold Moment of the Week winner is because... Of a man named Ben Simmons. <laughs> we have been pretty harsh. No, I take that back. We haven't been harsh on Ben. He has created an awkward atmosphere around himself, which even Australian fans struggle to get behind an Australian that just doesn't want to play ball. But he's back and he's been playing really, really well. He's been. Soaking up a lot of minutes at center. He looks confident. He's finding his own shot. Defending the best player on the team. Got huge props from KD the other day. 
what do we reckon fellas is ben simmons back can we can we hope again can we drink the juice oh man oh man this is just the group chat was firing off yesterday on this one. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, no, uh, no, for me, no. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but as far as like the best Australian player has been Ben Simmons. He deserves the rose gold. Last three games, 16, 9, and 8. A steal and a block over those three games. He's been good. He's been good. He, he's looking more. Yeah. He, he's been looking. It's breaking your heart to, to say this. Isn't it? I'm just saying. Um, he look. He's he's looking more like Ben Simmons pre, whatever happened, over the past eighteen months. Um, he still doesn't look quite as peak Ben Simmons athletically to me. Like the vertical pop is not there. He's he's definitely getting up and down better. The like defensive player of the year level defense. I don't think he's there yet, but he's doing a bit of everything. He's making plays. Like he had that awesome play today. Loose ball, steal, dive on the ground, tap it to Durant on the fast break, dunk, um, blocking Niang on, in like help positions. Um, but the Nets also couldn't get a stop with him down the stretch today against the Sixers with Simmons at the five against like the G League Sixers. So yeah, um, it's good signs. Deserving of rose gold. Long way to go. Okay, okay. Beatty, how do you feel? I'm just, I'm happy that he's looking like an NBA player. Like, he, I mean, this is a guy who, I, he, came, he came back and I thought he looked terrible to start the season. Like, I, I was really worried that this might go really, really bad. And uh, it, uh, now I'm a little bit more optimistic that, you know, he's, he's going to carve out a role on this team and he's, he's going to be okay. But... I don't know. It's it's definitely still a work in progress. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that at all. It's it's in, it's encouraging signs. I think the last sort of three three or four games, it's 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 been a lot better in particular. And I, I think that he's probably gonna he's only gonna benefit from the Nets just kind of chilling out a little bit. It's been a very tumultuous season so far in general for the Nets. So if they can just get a bit of stability there, and and hopefully he can stay healthy, and and the rest of the guys can stay healthy, and and they can work on on some sort of chemistry. Like that's going to be better for him in the long run. And 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 I, I don't know his role on that team is is still sort of weird in a way. Like I guess he's a center now, and and how they work that out. Like today Claxton played, so it's going to be weird. It's going to be interesting. Sorry, how the coach kind of manages that, but like it's it's clear that he can still do stuff that Ben Simmons could always do. And it, it, I guess we're just hoping that he can get back to that point, right? It is wild yeah. that, like, the talent, man, and this is why this is, this is is why you guys keep coming it's back. It's tantalizing, yeah. Because he, he's not even playing that well, really, and he yep. racks up crazy numbers. He can do everything. He clearly has the, the passing IQ. Like, he has a good feel for the game. Like, all the things that are so tantalizing about Ben Simmons uh, there. It's just the siren song, man. <laughs> Josh, you I go, get it. You can't I get stay it. away. Yeah, no, no. I definitely can't. Like, <laughs> I, I was drowning in the Kool-Aid yesterday. Like, <laughs> he had a couple of big games and I'm melting down at what I was seeing. But I think the reason for that is because this Ben that we've seen over the past three, four games... I actually think is not the same as the Ben we saw 
before his whole Sixers debacle. The ball's not... It's, at the end of his Sixers run, maybe like the past two, three years of it even, Ben would... You could... Every single play, he would get the ball, he would dribble it down the court, they would set in their half court, he wouldn't really know what to do, dribble into the paint, turnover. And it would just be... Maybe not every single play he would turn the ball over, but you knew what was coming every single time. And it was very uninspired and there was nothing special about it for such a player who can do special things. And now, these past couple of games, it's a very different style. Like, he's not dribbling the ball up and being the black hole dribbling in turnover. It's he'll get the ball from someone, move it along. Maybe he'll dribble into the paint and find a play that he can quickly bounce the ball to but it's quicker it's quicker decision making it's not stopping so much i mean it's a lot of hot potato yeah but like i i think i i think that's a great thing because this to me it's just a better fit for him this is a better team for him he's surrounded by players that can do stuff with the ball and so he can be more useful and more impactful off the ball like amount of screens that he'll set like this is stuff that i I probably never really noticed that much in philly and i don't know whether you want to put that down to the rosters that they had over the years in Philly, the coaching in Philly, the fit next to Embiid, like whatever you want to nail that down to. Either way, like they can run lineups now in Brooklyn where everyone else can shoot and everyone else can dribble the ball and handle the ball. So Ben can kind of play a a center, a role man. But then obviously we know how good he can be in transition and and ripping the the rebound down and going. Like his pace in that regard is, is something that, is, is really important to them. They're going to get cheap points from him being able to, to do that. And then you combine that with the talent that the KD and Kyrie have, like you can score the ball in the half court. The, the issue now for them is just on the other end for me. And it's just like, I don't know what you do there. That's a, that's a whole nother discussion. But I, I don't think that Ben is the reason for this team to be to be bad this year, which is, I don't know, at the start of the season, I was kind of yeah. like, oh man, this, this, yeah, I was a very pessimistic for a, a minute, but I, I'm coming around to, to that not being the case. Ben is playing at, currently, Ben is playing at such a level that he can't be scapegoated. And that is way more than I ever would have thought I could have said a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, well, which done is, a, is He's done a great job of setting expectations like the opposite of sky high. So low, yeah. yeah ground, exactly. yeah. ground low. Um, ground low. Ground low. They're, that's how low they are. Um, it's it. You can't even. You can't overstate how much of a better fit this is. Like Embiid and Simmons are players that you need to build specifically around. Like you yeah, can't, you can't. We drop, said this yeah. for five years. I know it's crazy that it took them so long to to break it up. In in hindsight, I guess. Um, but it, it is good because, he, you know, he can play that hot potato game, but, you know, he's hot potatoing to elite offensive talent around the court. Um, especially now that, like, Steph Curry's back and Joe Harris is looking a little bit more like himself. He's finding shooters. Um, Durant just... Yeah, if the, if the worst thing you do is pass it quickly to Durant on the perimeter, there are worse decisions in the world, you know? Like, Watanabe as well. Oh, man. That's probably why they lost today. No Utah. Yeah, he's, he's been cooking. Um, yeah, man, he he deserves rose gold. No, no question. I'm um, glad you brought up the screen thing, though, Beatty, because I actually that was one thing that stuck out a lot in the game where he, even in the game where he was scoring, I think he finished on 22 points or something like that. 
but I don't think I'd ever seen in my life Ben set so many screens in one game. And it did make me think about that Sixers team. And they never ran anything for him to set a screen on. Like, but I think yeah. it also comes down to they didn't have like who they else is going to handle yeah, the ball yeah. there. Like, 100%, you know, 100%. Tobias Harris is not necessarily that guy most of the time. And I know, like in the time since we look at uh, Tyrese Maxey, and that guy's like, wow, this guy's a great player, and obviously Harden's there now. But like, it's the, that Ben Simmons era at the Sixers. I just don't know whether they had. Yeah, anyone well, Ben else. was yeah. supposed to be the guy. Yeah, in the ball handling role and Embiid was supposed to be the screener. Um, I know Sixers fans were begging for Ben Simmons to be a screener. Um, but again, yeah, they didn't have the point guard. And it's like, okay, you're screening, but then whoever's playing defense on Embiid is just helping off. Yeah. And the paint was just a fucking shit show. And now... It, it does make me wonder, like, because that's the only scenario we've seen Ben in till this point, how much of that did genuinely over years break down his confidence? What if now he just finds his himself again, so to speak? Uh, I don't know. Like this is me drowning in the. There's, 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 like at this point with him, there's always going to be aspects of his game that are just like obviously the shooting is is never gonna come along. I can't and, believe like, he hasn't taken a three. And it's like the the free throws are like a massive issue, and I think that will be a thing for him hey, for the rest of his career. Unfortunately, today blew a kiss or whatever he did. A and, then, and then I'm pretty sure in the second half he missed two, and he he, yeah, he gave right. everyone in the building a cheeseburger or whatever their, yeah, their deal is in, the in Philly. The chi- yeah, what a legend. So like you know, and then that also then manifests in him being reluctant to attack the basket because yeah. he doesn't want to go to the line, and then that, that's now affecting his overall game. So uh, it's. That that part is the sort of the tricky, frustrating part with him. But I, I at the same time, you know, like I said, and I, we've just said it, like I think it's just a much better fit for him offensively. I think he can contribute to this team in in a different way and 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 really look good as an NBA player. He's never going to reach the ceiling of of what the hype was in terms of a number one overall pick and, and coming out of LSU and and all that. Like it's that's not going to be him as a player, but he can have a, a very long and fruitful NBA career, I think, if if he can find the situation for it. And I think this is more conducive to that than what he had in Philly. I think it's just zooming out. It's great that he's actually back on the court. The The mental health stuff seems to be at least a little behind him enough where he can get on the court and play the back surgery behind him enough where he can get on the court and give you 16, 8, and 8. And, yeah. you know, still be one of the best defenders on the team. Um, maybe we transition to talking about the Nets in general and Philly here. The Nets freaking lost this game yeah, to I don't know. That's... the Sixers with no Embiid, no Harden, no Maxi. Hey, Tobias Harris was there. Yeah, damn right. He was the best player on the court. <laughs> Where did this come from? Like, that's an atrocious atrocity and a loss. Like you yeah, need these one. wins. It's a bad one, considering that we've just heaped praise on the Nets for the last, you know, five minutes, and, well, and I think they're taking Simmons, confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but overall, they're taking confidence confidence from that last week or so of yeah. basketball, right? Where Kyrie's back on deck now. They, they even before Kyrie came back, like they, they, I think the Ben thing started to ramp up a little bit. They, they seem to look a little bit more fluid. The, the whole. Steve Nash coaching situation well and truly in the rear view mirror by that point. You know, we're, we're looking ahead for this team now. 
confidence is up and then you 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 look at the schedule and you've got Philly who have not been fantastic by any means this season and then you know that they're missing probably their three best players right you, this should be a win it, it, honestly it should be a win I know we're in November and it's you know to a, a large extent you can say a regular season whatever but like it's this this they should have won this game I got a question for you it's on nuts. this while we're on this point obviously Ben's been playing with KD the past few games Kyrie's been out the whole team oh, has kind of it. been fi- hang on hang on hang. they've been figuring out each other no Kyrie not give it they should have won this game let me make that absolutely clear <laughs> but Kyrie coming back and there was already rumors that like when Steve Nash was coach Kyrie was calling his own plays despite what the team had called and this that and whatever is it just that the team can't play with Kyrie they and that actually really does affect everything from defense to their offensive flow to everything is he just hijacking it i i don't think so i i mean i like you're never going to turn your nose down at an offensive talent that 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 Kyrie Irving has and obviously there's a whole lot of baggage off the court and we'll see in upcoming free agency what that that means for him but like for the the time being he's he's signed on the nets for the rest of this year and he's he's definitely going to be a part of their plans i don't really think that there is a trade market for him before the deadline i just don't think why any why would any other team want to take that risk really but in the case of this game immediately following them yeah, kind but- of getting used to each other was this too much of a change? And that's I mean, why they, 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 so bad. they they beat Memphis, I think, and, and he was already back. Did, was that his return game? The, the yeah, last... he played in Memphis. Yeah, uh, but there was, but that again, it was it was no jar, no bane, no triple J. Yeah. So things look a little a little better. He, he, he's just not actually having a very good season. Like he hasn't been that good. Like he's he's giving you twenty five a night. Um, he's been you know forty forty six percent from the field. He's twenty eight percent from three. He's never been a player that gets to the line very much. His defense is disgustingly bad. He hasn't been good since the playoffs in 2015. Um, so, like, if he's not scoring at like a really efficient level, like he, he doesn't. He's not a ball mover. He can make nice passes once he kind of cracks down, but he's not. He's not a Chris Paul. He's not a one of those types yeah, of yeah, point yeah. guards. Even like Dame, who's a score first point guard, like he's a really good playmaker. Kyrie can rack up assists if. He just he his usage to. goes up, yeah. but like he just hasn't been that good. Like in games that Curry's played, they're three and seven. Yeah, yeah this is kind of what I mean. So it's interesting. What's the but, approach? Are you, are you are you saying the rotations need to be looked at, and you you want to stagger more, or what? What do you? I don't know what the, the the Nets are a mess to me. Full stop. Like there's no real answer here outside of wait out Kyrie's contract. But I'm just saying. Something about the performance today didn't quite add up. I, I mean, yeah. to, I guess flowing on from that, I, I think that the balance of their their five man units at times, like they're just so bad defensively. And I surely that there there can be a little bit of tweaking. And I, I mean, we saw it while Kyrie was was out for that period of time. Where, where we saw a lot of Sumner all of a sudden, like in the starting lineup. And like if if there's ways. That, that that uh, the coach can kind of I guess utilize some of these other guys. I mean, Utah. We talked about. We just briefly mentioned him. He's been kind of so a revelation good. for them this season. And like, just I, I think that they have to be flexible in that regard because they're just getting torched on, on the, the other end. Yeah, I, there's no answer to the defense with on this 
roster. Like there, yeah. there's no like Simmons at the five. I know Josh. I know you want it bad. I but see, this is I I, I don't even think it's that. I just think no, it's I think it's thing. the rest of the like yeah. you can put Simmons at the five, but the other I mean KD I, when he tries, I guess. But then the the guards are just getting absolutely it's, yeah. Burned. It's well, it's like Rudy Gobert, one of the best defenders of all time, right? He, yeah. Even he couldn't keep the Utah yeah. defense afloat in the playoffs because. Everybody's getting absolutely torched off the. Not when your guards are Joe Harris, Patty Mills, Seth Curry, Curry. Irving, yeah. Seth Curry. Like, so they're tiny. What, what are you going to do? You yeah. need someone there to and stop that initial. Probe, Some resistance, you know, something. Some, yeah. No. That's, <laughs> Imagine what Derek White would do for this team. Oh my god. Anyway. Stop. Hose me down, Derek White. No, but that, but that's I mean obviously the Celtics one is is a pretty easy sort of con, compare and contrast, yeah. and we saw it in the playoffs last year where, you know, a team with two elite wings are just gonna they're gonna wipe the floor with this yeah. team. So mm. it's 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 very I, I, yeah I, I think there's a ceiling to this team this season that we you know they're not going to raise that ceiling unless we see roster change, and that's probably going to be next season or or beyond. Yeah, the only way that they're gonna like even get into, scare, like you know, frisky mode, the offense needs to be like elite, elite. And yeah. so far this season, it's been eleventh. It needs to yeah. be top five, yeah. easily, in order for them to to make some noise. And the defense is yeah, that's there's, there's no fix on the on the roster. Like Joe Harris, that there's no there's no value in that contract. Kyrie Irving, ex, you know, expiring contract. Ben Simmons. I did tweet the other day that I think Ben Simmons might have the worst contract in the league. I think it's slowly walking no, it back no. a little bit. The, it's up the there. Pass, if he can, if he can continue this past three, yeah. four game, we we'll just keep getting improving. Then he's but, sweet. Like that's that's well, fine. No, I mean he's making like forty mil. Like, yeah, but he's doing some pretty crazy shit. Anyway, that's a whole nother discussion. Like, yeah, but, but no, the it's, point a, is, it's a lot of money. It's, the point is that he, yeah, he's not, he's not a player that teams are tr- giving up the assets. For someone making that much money, it's yes, going to yeah. be more the other way around. He'll um, have to do something pretty crazy to earn that rep back. Yeah, which is uh, you know, not Im- not not impossible. I, Things I don't happen. think he will. I don't think he will. But that's not. It's beside the point. It, it's just more. Yeah, to your point, that no one's going to trade for that deal, and the Nets are going to have to just make it work. And it's, yeah. it's what else they can do around that. And as you said, the rest of the roster and the contracts are not really that attractive either. And I mean, Durant. We, we saw it in the off-season. That was a, a deal that, you know, just couldn't... It doesn't exist. There's no deal out there across the other 29 teams to, to make that work. I don't know whether or not they explore that in future again if, if they decide that they want to go in a completely different direction and, and start tearing things down. But, yeah, it, it's it's pretty clear at this point that this roster is not going to win them a championship. Yeah, the championship starts out the window. It just depends on what the point of them is now is it are yeah. we going to try and do something to make it to win a championship or is it like trade kd time the good news is the east actually hasn't been as good as we thought there's been a lot of injuries kind of like sixes raptors bulls heat decimated hawks even have a players in and out like the paces of the four seed right so as good as they've been you know there's there's definitely space for the nets if they can start to figure it out to move to move up the standings here but championship wise the Bucks and the Celtics, someone like the Cavs, you know, just tear them apart. I think in it when it gets to the playoffs. Um, the other side of the game, the Sixers, mm. confounding. They actually they played well. Everybody stepped up. Um, 
It wasn't even the sixes though. I know. Like I know. this this team played well, but bring back Embiid, Harden, and Maxi, and this team doesn't exist anymore. My main takeaway from this team is that the field that the Sixers have just been so bad at developing talent, coaching, roster management. Like, I'm I'm pretty sure that if Shake Milton and Corkmars were in Memphis, Toronto, Boston, oh, Golden yeah. State, they would have turned into real players. Bible, oh my god! Like, they come out today and they all look good when they when they're given proper minutes and they're moving the ball and they're playing fast, like. I know Shake Milton's looked good for a couple of games now, actually. I swear every time I watch Shake Milton, he's a good player. <laughs> but anytime they actually need Why is he stuck there? I understand why <laughs> he can't play. Like, the Montrezl Harrell thing is hilarious. He was just so bad. And yeah. Doc has refused to give Paul Reed minutes, and then he had no choice today, basically. And Paul Reed was incredible. <laughs> he was really good today. Um, this, yeah. Like, I don't think you take a lot away from this. Maybe if you're a Sixers fan, you're... You're a spin zone and see like, oh, the injuries are going to help. These guys are going to get confidence. Doc's going to see that they need to play these guys in different ways and move faster, get Cork Mars firing away, etc. Tobias Harris can do things. But this is Tobias Harris. You know, he just got to shoot 20 times. He's not going to get he's, – he's, he's a spot-up guy in the Harden, Maxi, Embiid offense. And in that role, he's not that good. Honestly, we've been saying it for a few weeks now, but I, I can't see how this team continues with Doc Rivers and gets anywhere. Like, it, they're so boring. So offensively boring, defensively predictable. If it wasn't for Embiid literally throwing himself around the court to do everything, they might not have a win yet. <laughs> they, they, they really suck. They, Not a good watch. Yes. Blow on the league pass yeah. rankings. Oh, so low. I mean, the, the PJ Tucker thing has been rough. Really bad, yeah. Last, has he scored a point in the past four games? Last or four games, zero points per game. Yeah. Attempting two field goals per game. And we say, like, Ben's making a lot of money, but this guy's making a lot of money. I he get, can't score a point. It's unbelievable how <laughs> he's fallen off so much. And again, like... This, I think this comes back to the coaching. And yeah, I think so too. Because just last year, he was absolutely useful. I, I, I think there's something to the Heat and Bucks being willing to let him go. But at the same time, he was really important for both of those teams and playing well. And, and how and maybe he's 30, is he 38 now? Is he 36? Yeah, he's definitely getting he's up, up there. there. Yeah. Um, and all offseason, I was banging the drums. Everybody, PJ Tucker, grit guy. And then everybody's like, oh, Al Horford, is he going to be able to sustain? Is he? And I'm like, he's 369 days younger than PJ Tucker and a lot freaking better. And again, this year, he's been a lot freaking better. Yeah, that just doesn't look good. Weird team, man. I'm, I'm still, I, I said it last week, I said it the week before, I'm still waiting for Mike D'Antoni to be named coach of this team. I'm but convinced see, the, by year's end, it will happen. But here's the thing, a win like today, yeah, that saves nah. Doc. I don't think they're they're firing Doc mid-season. I don't, I don't. I can't see it getting that bad. I can't see as long as Embiid is is somewhat healthy and plays. I, I it's not going to get that bad. They're going to be in that playoff play-in mix, right? You you just know it. And it's yeah. just what point is that not enough? Oh well, like, that, but that's a, that's that's a decision to make in the off-season when they get bundled out in the first round or the second round. Yeah, when they oh, whatever, I, I whatever want a Sixers like. series. 
so badly. Um, yeah, when but the Celtics beat them in five. Even even to that point, Josh, like I don't know whether D'Antoni is the coach for Joel Embiid. True, but uh, I'm just curious about it because obviously he's like oh, the best yeah, out a, of Harden before, yeah, and, and there's a Maury connection and a Harden connection for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But like, and he'll have Maxi to throw in there, and I the other element of it all is just that as crazy as D'Antoni's offenses have been all throughout his career at all the teams he's coached, he's never once had a player like Embiid on his team. So it'd be fascinating to me what he does. with Maybe his team isn't that bad defensively with an Embiid. But they have a similar issue, I think, relative to the Nets um, with the perimeter defense. Yeah. Like yeah. Max, Maxine Harden is your two guys that are playing 30, 35 minutes a night. They're just getting cooked at the one and the two spot. It's funny. But- they have a all-defense wing defender on the team. That they don't like to play. Well, they just, but he, yeah, it's like <laughs> he hit a play today. Yeah, we need to get him off this team. We need yeah. to get him in a I'm telling you, dude, this is what I'm saying. Get him out of here. Ben's yeah. looking yeah. better. Um, and and it fits. It just flows better. Get get him out of here. Get him, get him out of the way. Look get at Jock. Look at Jock this year. He's flourishing. Yeah. You, yeah. you know, there's situations in the league where that talent will be used, and and you get to flourish. So hopefully. You know, in future Get him to years. Utah, man. Yeah, ride the wave out there. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. This is this is anyway. a this is a fun game. Like the the, I was impressed with the Nets because I didn't think it was possible for me to root for <laughs> Philly. But here we are. <laughs> here we were today. That is, this, this game is the, the probably the biggest hate watch for you possible. Yeah, man. On, on, yeah. Why'd yeah. you even do it to yourself? Oh, what do you mean? Because it was a, it's a win-win. Like one of these teams has to lose. <laughs> the only reason... person that lost is you. You had to sit through it. <laughs> I loved every second of it, because um, you know the the drama angle. It was it was like I, the reason I ended up going for the Nets was because the I mean going for the, the Sixers because the fallout of this if the Nets lost was much worse. If the Sixers lost, and Sixers lose, it's like yeah, no Embiid, no Harden, no Maxi, no one gives a shit. The fact that the fucking Sixers lost, I mean, the Nets lost with a full team with an MVP candidate and all-NBA star and an all-defense whatever player in uh, Ben Simmons, and they lost. So that was what I was I was kind of rooting for was the, the drama. I get to watch the, the post-game interviews of everybody asking tough questions. Katie said it best. Everybody hates us. Everybody hates Kyrie. Everybody hates Ben Simmons and everybody hates me. No, I don't think everybody cool hates, with that. Yeah. I'm about it. Let's embrace yeah. the heel yeah. turn. Let's, yeah. let's get him out next game wearing masks. Come on. Yeah. We don't even have broken noses, but we're, we're just yeah. doing it. Let's do it. No, I, I love that. It's no. been a while since we've had a villain team, like a proper villain team. Maybe the KD Warriors. It's been, it, uh, They were too good. It didn't matter. But they were a villain. No one wanted them to win. Yeah, you didn't want them to win, but I mean, you could still always like Steph's always been kind exactly. of likable. I reckon. And Clay. Yeah, I think probably the Heat, man, that hate. That, that big, big three time. Heat, like everyone hated. Those they were guys. a villain yeah. team. Well, since this Nets team's come together, I feel like most of the league hasn't really liked them. I don't think. Initially, it was alright. I know Beatty was into it early. I was, I was way into it, but then like you want to make the comparison to the Nets. The Nets made four straight finals, and this hate, team yeah. has. has oh, sorry, my bad. Yeah, the Heat yeah. made four straight finals, so. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm getting like, 
I was on the Philly wave years ago when, when it was banned in the process and I was about it and I'm obviously off that now and I, I can see the end of the road for this Brooklyn one and it's just like, unless there is some renewal on that roster, like I, I, I don't know, but I'm, I, I'm, I'm pessimistic on it. I, I still think that they're going to be okay this year, but they're not, they're not top-end talent. Well, we've got a whole season to soak this up because yeah. the Nets are not going anywhere. Brilliantly. Anyway, I want to pivot to a team that people are used to seeing lose. A team that no one cares about. Our team. The team that we run the front office of. The Sacramento Kings. The beam team, as I have learned today, that they are now known. Yeah, this is good. Seven-game win streak, am I correct in saying? Seven-game win streak. They are the three-seed. The, the three seed in the West. Matt Delavadova has not lost one game he's played for the Kings this <laughs> you, season. You bring Delhi back and like look what happens. Look what happens. That's <laughs> championship caliber on your roster. That's a rose gold medalist on your yeah. roster. Honestly, he should have been rose gold. Well, his four <laughs> assists and one point didn't quite do it. But his impact in terms of intangibles, locker room presence, unmatched. No one in the league can do something like this. The but Kings are the third seed. This was this was the thing. The vibes <laughs> have been shitting in Sacramento for twenty however many years. Easy fix. You bring in the King. The vibes. <laughs> yeah. <have> been... <laughs> he's, he's unlocking De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox looks amazing. He won oh, Western yeah. Conference Player of the Week. Like it's oh. like this is the we just went from. Terrible vibes in Brooklyn to probably the, the vibiest team in the league right now in Sacramento. <laughs> All thanks to this beam. Yeah. For, for those that don't know, because I didn't know, somehow I must have missed this, but the Sacramento Kings from their arena, after every win, are shooting a beam, a laser beam to the sky, <laughs> a really big one. And the fans have gotten behind it big time. They are chanting in there, light the beam, light it's the beam. It's fucking awesome. Um, seven man. games in a row they've won with this beam. I reckon it was I, 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 yeah. I don't think they've won seven games. I saw today. I don't think they've won seven games in a row for a decade. Like wow. more, more. That's, yeah, it's it's. I mean, obviously, Ever. let's see. Let's see what happens with this going forward. But it it is uh, you know it's a pleasant surprise to 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 have Sacramento have good vibes right now. I'm I'm all about it. And you know what? To the Kings. We'll call it alternate reality front office. Alternate reality being the reality we actually live in. Even though we wanted them to draft Jaden Ivey, who's been balling out for the Pistons, mind you, mm-hmm. and they drafted Keegan Murray instead. Keegan Murray has been really bloody good. For a rookie, this guy's come in and he's helping this team straight away. He's been solid. He's been solid. Not a bad day for him today. Uh, okay, maybe one, today. One, one but... for eight. But no, no, no he, he's been... He's been solid. No, absolutely no question. Um, yeah, man, I reckon it was Delhi's idea for the beam. Like, that's that's how good <laughs> the vibes were. Um, no, man, I mean, like, you thought that the Kings ruined their entire future by trading away Halliburton. I still think that was a mistake. It was. But. Because look what he's doing in Indiana right now. Oh, my God. They're the, me, the third seed in the I was going to say, yeah, yeah. That's the fucking, <laughs> they're on a five-game winning streak yeah. in Indiana. <laughs> Uh, yeah. man, which is... I, mean, I think Halliburton won the, the East player yeah. of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if we had them on the same team. They'd be the, like, what a great backcourt. Um, but then you then, wouldn't have had Delhi there. 
Exactly. Uh, I, I think it's probably Davian Mitchell that would be the either way. Yeah. Like it's, I, I I don't know. The thing that I find really interesting in this team as well is like they're, there's they're kind of just a, a piece together roster of, of off cuts from other teams as well. Like you've got Malik Monk and you've got Kevin Herter and you've got. Who is really good, by oh, the way? Man. Atlanta yeah, should not like, have let go of that guy. I think Herder's shooting like fifty percent from free so far this season. Like that is red hot. Like it's yep. it's, it's seven point four attempts. Yeah, it's I, nuts. It's this is this is peak Clay Clay Thompson sort of stuff. So Legit. I I'm I don't know. Like again, I don't want to get too excited too soon, but I, I just think it's, it, it's a great story because this team is you know that fan base has just been crying out for something to cheer for and and you know even if it's a a week or two week sample size you know i'm i'm i'm, I'm rooting for them yeah hell yeah nothing i like more than vibes in sacramento it never happens I, yeah. i'm gonna add another wrinkle to this by the way because i've been saying over the past couple of episodes of backdoor cut how i am genuinely concerned about the warriors defense it has looked awful that's for correct. weeks now. And who was their defensive assistant coach last year? The guy that's the coach of the Sacramento Kings right now. And their defense looks pretty good. No, no, no. It does not. It looks terrible. Come on, <laughs> it's, it's The Kings are 25th in defense and the Warriors are 27th. The, 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 the reason the Kings are, are good is because they have the second best offense in the league. They're just like lighting teams on fire. They're just like shooting fireballs from everywhere. Dion Fox is just like he's he's an all star. He's like one of the best point guards in the league right now. He's just like tearing get people apart, getting to the rim mid range, throwing out some assists, six assists a game. Like he's he's doing what he should be. He's not. There was a couple of years there where Dion Fox was starting to get a little bit slandered on this podcast, and we did always say there's a player there. He's just stuck in Sacramento. We had such a good like first rookie year and second year, I think, as well, and. And then the vibes. It was a Kings thing. It was just yep. dark and gloomy. Remember, we're never going to forget, Sabonis gets traded to the Kings, and in the broadcast, it's the sign in the back, Welcome to Hell, <laughs> Devontas. One, one of the highlights of that <laughs> season for me. It cracks me up every time. So fucking good. So much karma points to the Sacramento fans. Yeah, they, man. You know, you're just putting up with so much shit year after year after year. So again, like this is where I'm just I'm riding the wave with these guys, and, and fuck to, to to talk about Sabonis, like he's oh, he yeah. is just a great player. He's a, he's yeah. a beast, man. He's so good for them. Yeah, like you know, you probably don't make the trade, but they got back a really freaking good player, and he's helping yeah. them like offensively. He's fantastic. Like you, you, you know, he, he can be. He's like Bam. You know, you can play him at the in the post. He's playmaking the, the two man game. You can do it with anyone. Um, the defense is always kind of the question with him, but offensively, you know, he's giving you 17 at night, 11 boards, again, six assists. Like, he's, yeah. he's solid, man. Like, really good player. Even though my coaching point was somewhat moot, there is a <laughs> point. There is a point in there how this guy was a significant part of the coaching staff at the Warriors. They have not been as good without him. He's moved to the Kings. The vibes in the Kings are high. Maybe Mike Brown needs more attention as a head coach in the NBA. Maybe he's not so bad. Anyway. Kudos to him for sticking around, man. Um, and again, the, the Kings, the, the, the Grizzlies, they, they is the team they played today and the team that they beat. John Morant 
was back. Triple J yeah. played today. Um, Jamal Murray went off for thirty-four points. Like it was, a, it was a big game from from the Grizzlies. Like on the road, that's a tough place to play. Yep. You know, um, Jar was talking shit. Was it to Darren Fox who was shooting the free throws, trying to get him to miss? That's Jar's thing. He's like, don't miss the clutch free throws, man. Kings knock him down. Jar gets fouled on the three point shot to try and tie it. Goes to the line. Firstly, De'Aaron Fox, what are you doing fouling John Morant on a fading <laughs> three-point shot? John Morant misses the first free throw. Kings Kings have the vibes. They're giving me Utah vibes. Like, just a bunch of players playing fast, confident, moving the ball. A kind of a, you know, they've got the cast-off vibe. Malik Monk, Lakers didn't want to pay him. Terrence Davis, for a good reason, kind of hopped out of the league there for a second. He's playing really well. I've always liked Trey Lyles. I feel like Chimizi Metu is a Josh Josh player. No, you must love Metu. Trey Lyles is a Josh player. Yeah, I really yeah, like Trey exactly. Lyles too. Like yeah, just it's just it's great. Up it's and down a, the roster. It's good vibes. Um, but yeah. There's one last thing I want to chat about though, fellas, in this edition of Backdoor Cut, and that is, of course, oh my God. somehow, not even a month into the season, the third Backdoor Cut Bowl of the year, <laughs> Bulls v Celtics. And as much as the Bulls really aren't that good, they seem to have your number there, Jakey. Oh, my God. Thank God it's not 82 games against the Bulls, man. We'd be... <laughs> You'd be under 500. We'd be tanking for Wembenyana. Wembenyana. <laughs> this is... It's perplexing to me. It oh, makes honestly. no sense at all. Honestly. I will be the first person to say how much better a team the Celtics is than the Bulls. And yet, for some reason... The Bulls' best performances of the year and the Celtics' worst performances of the year always collide. Like, you sh- I understand that Vooch is kind of a bad matchup for the Celtics, especially with no Rob, because they don't really have someone that can defend him in the post. And, you know, a lot of switching and he can, he can punish those guys. I understand the Celtics give up a lot of mid-range jumpers and that's what DeRozan does. But that's not the issue. It's like they're getting cracked off the dribble by every single person. Yeah. It's like they underestimate the Bulls every single time. It's like, do you understand <laughs> what's been happening every time you play these guys? They kick your ass. It's all, it, and, and coming into this game, I actually thought it was a trap game. One, I know the Bulls play up to the Celtics. Secondly, um, it was like the inverse of last year where the Bulls, 20-point comeback against the Celtics, Marcus Smart calling out the Jays for not passing enough. And then, that was that. That game was the best thing that ever happened to that team. Yeah, exactly right. And then this year, inverse, the the Bulls blow a lead to the Magic with no Paolo Banchero. Billy Donovan benches Levine down the stretch, and they still lose. And it's just an absolute shit show. And then I'm like, oh, this is classic. The Celtics have had two days off. They should be rested. The Bulls are in a free fall. If they just come out and play hard, the Bulls will roll over. I'm certain of it but no they come out it's just <laughs> one pass lazy three lazy three not playing defense i'm like well now it's a game and now the bulls are back against the wall and they need this to kind of feel like they can turn their season around we're going to best beat the best team in the league <laughs> frustrating 10 wins in a yeah. row down the toilet boston unbelievable you know it's frustrating trying to make the point to people that demar DeRozan holds your team back and then he goes to the best <laughs> team in the league and scores 45 points every time. 
does my head in. Does he, my head in. He hit, I'm pretty sure, like 40% of his season three-pointers last night. Yeah, he hit three from three. This guy doesn't do that ever. One of which was like a 30-foot buzzer beater, and so were the other ones, like against the clock. Makes um, me look like a fool is what it does. Yeah. Well, okay, Josh. I mean, it's been a rough season for the Bulls. Uh, we'll, we'll I haven't if, been enjoying it, mate. We'll see if this is a turning point, but the vibes have been awful. Um, Zach Levine's looked terrible. The knee situation, obviously not ideal. Lonzo's still not back. The Wendell I would Carter. go as far as to say Zach Levine has probably regressed a little bit. Oh, there big was time. Maybe two years ago, there was a period where I was like, okay, this guy, is he's this close. He's on the precipice of pushing up into that next tier of player, and he just sat there and hasn't really moved, and now he's kind of moving a little bit backwards. DeRozan is DeRozan. We all know that he he's can fantastic. get to the free throw line and score two points. Can't do much else. I still like this team for the young guys. I was saying off mic before, I really wish that Io and Patty Williams could have played on the same team as Wendell Carter because that's the perfect match for them. But he is a magic player now, and we have Vooch. <laughs> that is correct. If nothing else, I really liked that Paddy Williams got up for the Celtics game. He always does he for the up. Celtics, yeah. same as Io, but we've covered that before. Yep, missed his first three of his life against the Celtics. I was saying how the Bulls really don't inspire me. The Levine and DeRozan combo... This is I said it last week. This is the ceiling for this team. They've already met it. There's there's nowhere else for them to go. They need to remove some of these pieces. Let the kids take those spots. I hope you enjoyed the first half of last year because that was probably the ceiling. Yeah, that, I was saying it then. I, actually, were... before last year, as soon as they signed DeRozan to a ninety million dollar three year contract, I said this is where we'd end up. The thing is, that's actually been a good signing yeah like, yeah yeah the problem is now like you're paying Levine a max and yeah, if he's yeah. gone backwards that's really bad the yeah. problem is this Vooch trade was has turned out to be atrocious yeah like you I don't I don't want to pull too much salt in the wound here Josh but like <laughs> no when <please>. Wendell <laughs> I mean um Fran, Franz Wagner is oh, one yeah. of the picks yep. in the trade I am aware who's looking like one of the best players in the draft and like an all-star like point forward for the next 15 years and then depending on what happens this year like this this pick could be like good yeah i know i know but even excluding this year's pick the bulls could have had friends yeah the bulls could have had wendell carter and and franz wagner but instead have vooch which is a pretty much a wash for wendell carter in of itself it's best not to think about it but the celtics <laughs> the celtics why are we your kryptonite i don't know i mean there is the there's the vooch thing with no rub and then there's the mid-range stuff um but the earlier game in the season we, we it was like the third game in four nights and it's always weird we went up 20 and then we lost it and then this game it was like bulls tailspin celtics don't need the game at all bulls need to save their season stuff like that just kind of happens it's just I think that's pissed me off is the, the Bulls bloggers on Twitter talking about how they want the Celtics in the playoffs. And I'm like, <laughs> I promise you, you don't want Jalen, you don't want Jalen, Jason and Marcus in the playoffs, man. They don't lose to anyone besides like LeBron and the Warriors. Um, so I don't know. But outside of that, 
Bulls thing. So we've lost two games to the Bulls. We've lost two games to the Cavs, both of which are in overtime. Outside of that, we have lost a single game. Um, this team's been just like really outstanding good. across yeah. the board. Like even even Tatum has tailed off a little bit in the past week or so. Like he had a bad game last night and he had 28, 11, and 7. Like he's having an absurd start to the season. Um, but it hasn't been like just Tatum. It's like Derek White, man. He... He was good when he came across to the Celtics last year, but he is having an unbelievable season. It's crazy. This it's, is what he does. This is why I was so excited. And now he's he's kind of fixed his shot. Like he's shoot he's shooting. What is he shooting from from three this year? Like he's shooting forty three percent from three so far this year. He it's he's the perfect glue guy. Gets to the rim, pull up threes, play makes. He can play point guard for you. Marcus Smart, Brogdon go out, and you've still got like a really good starting point guard that plays all, all defense level defense. Grant Williams getting better. Fucking Sam Hauser looks like he's Duncan Robinson back when Duncan Robinson was good <laughs> and can actually play a bit of defense. Um, the Brogdon thing's been good. Jalen's been solid besides turnovers. Uh, yeah, Beatty was kind of appears to be right about the Celtics and that they're going to shit 60 games. Um, it's just packed with talent. Up yeah. and down the and, and 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 not to take away from the Celtics, but I think everyone else in the East just about has has little flaws here and there, and I think this is the team with the least amount of flaws. No question. Yeah, honestly, I mean, we we said it in our over unders preview for the season. This team is stacked. Their bench is stacked. Like, there's no real discernible weakness here. Yeah, I guess we'll see in the playoffs. It's, it'll see. We'll have to see how much they got this close last time. Can they make that final step? But there's nothing else to prove otherwise. I, I, I think, I mean, obviously, ideal world, you get Rob Williams back and you get him back healthy and he stays healthy. I think that's probably, yeah. if, if there's any sort of stormy grey cloud on the horizon, it's it's what the future for Rob Williams looks like with that, with that knee because he, we saw it in flashes last season, was phenomenal. I think I thought he made a, a, a massive jump last season, and then obviously just was in and out of the lineup because he couldn't stay healthy. So he no, makes a big difference right. for them. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like it's it's been cra- that's kind of why I had the under. I thought was the Rob injury. I didn't think they'd be this good without him. And yeah, the Gallo went out, and the Eme thing. None yeah. of it seemed to matter. But R- Rob is truly like the difference. Like if you get healthy, Rob, that someone plays twenty eight minutes a night for the next four years of that contract. this That's kind of like the difference from, I believe, from being like dynastic level good and just being like a, like a contender. I, I think he's yep. that good. Like, yeah. I think he's that good that when he's healthy and on the court that he, this team goes from like really good to just like historically dominant. And, and I think, but like I think, without him, the, the, they can still coast in the, the regular yeah. season. It's just you, you really do hope that you can get him right at some point towards the back end, get him on the court, let him get some reps and, and get some get some run under his legs before you get into the playoffs. Because obviously, you know, you hope that he he's going to make a big difference in the playoffs. Yeah, and you, look, you even saw it in the finals. Like he, because he played the finals, but he was. One game he, he wasn't, was he wasn't himself. Yeah. One game the knee was look feeling good. The other game the knee wasn't wasn't feeling good. And 
you look at the plus minus, like in the minutes that Rob Williams played, they were a, a positive. Like if you get a, a healthy Rob Williams in that series, I, I, I think it's pretty possible they they win the finals. So they're going to be insanely cautious with the knee. Um, it's interesting. There's a few pretty big wild cards at the top of the East to come back. It's it's Middleton, it's Rob Williams, it's Rubio, Joe Ingles. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens on the second half when those guys start to come back because the health of those guys is really important. I guess the other one with Boston as well, do you think that they can and, – and I don't see no reason why they're not, so don't don't assume that I'm taking the, the anti-Boston thing straight away. But, like, they've come out of the block so hot, right? And we saw it for half a season back end of the season last year. They just flipped the switch in, in December, January, and, and then were the hottest team in the league. They've started out of the blocks this year like that. And it's just like, well, do we expect them to do this for the whole season? Is there is there any benefit in them kind of just – pulling up a little bit before the playoffs because we, we don't want to just burn out too too soon, I suppose. Yes, that is a concern. A lot of Celtics fans have this concern, especially last night. Like the Bulls had the game in the bag and Joe Mazzulla just didn't pull the plug and he's, you still end up with Tatum playing 35 and Jalen playing 36 and Al playing 30. Like Tatum, I think, is top five in the league in minutes played already. And he's all, you know, he can do it, but he he ran out of gas in the in the finals. It's like, how important really is shitting sixty wins when this yeah, team yeah. proved last season that they can win big games on the road? Game six in Milwaukee, game seven in Miami, game one in Golden State. Like, they can win on the road. That's not a problem for this team. So I, I'm I'm with you, Betty. I would like to see them start to scale it back. Um, new coach. I wonder how much Joe Mazzulla just like wants to get wins. Like yeah. he's a competitive guy, and I like the players never want to re- like Tatum never wants to rest. Like he plays yeah, all the games, yeah. he wants to play the minutes. Um, I I think Brad's gonna need to step in at some point, but you know, but if if they just start keep ripping off wins, it's gonna be easier to rest. Like, um, yeah, you you almost want to be a first season of the Warriors dynasty where they've won every game by three quarter time, and then just sit everyone in the fourth. I know they, they they just haven't been able to pull off the big blowouts yet. They've they 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 don't step on the throats of players, and that's what Rob Williams actually I think does. Because what the what they don't have this year has been the elite defense. Like so far this season, what are they now? They would have dropped after against them. They're sixteenth. They're middle of the pack defense, um, and the offense has been so good that they I they just, I don't know they've cranked it up in in spurts, but um, not. Where we're I'm trying to find the fourth quarter defense because I think that's when they've kind of turned it up. Um, yeah, seventh in the league in fourth quarter defense on the season. So it's like when when they've needed to kind of turn it up, they've been able to dip into that well. Um, against the Bulls, it was kind of too late to tighten the screws. Um, but yeah, man, they've been they've they've impressed me. So, but tomorrow, big game. They're a very good team. They always fucking lose against Luca. So. Good times. Good times, Beatty. We'll, we will see. We will see. Who's Josh Green going to be defending? Is he the Tatum guy? Uh, take your pick, Jalen, Jason. I, I don't think it – I don't know. I don't think it matters. I think Tatum will probably yeah. get his, man. Well, that's the thing with Boston, though. It's they're, they're such a fun offense to watch right now. It's so much ball movement, kick and drive kick, drive kick, Progden, Derek. Everybody's getting involved. Um, it's fun. 
I'm going to be really, really curious. Like, this is a stern test for Josh Green in his newfound defensive stopper role. I don't think it, like, realistically, it'll be Finney Smith or it'll be Bullock. Bullock, It'll be one of those guys. And and both of those guys, I think, have been not very good offensively this year, but you can still sort of rely on them to, to do what they need to do defensively. So... It, it, it is a, an interesting matchup. I think they played a game last year during the regular because they were that they were a period in time, sort of the start of the year, where they were the two hottest teams, right? And I think they played a game, and it was I think uh, they might have got the win. Dallas might have got the win uh, at Boston, and it yeah, was, KG yeah. retirement night. Yeah, so like obviously I, I I don't know. There's just a bit of juice in this matchup. Oh yeah, big I, time. I do like it. Yeah, yeah. Tatum's questionable. He did his ankle. You probably saw that, Josh, in the Bulls game, but like. I would be very surprised if this guy Tatum's going to want to get up for this one. You know, it's the it's the Mamba mentality. He doesn't yeah. want to sit. Come on, yeah, exactly. And well, and it's like Love the it. top. It's you know the 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 two best players, twenty five and under MVP candidates, national game back in the garden. Like it, it's going to be a pretty awesome atmosphere. Well, fellas, we can talk about it next week. We yes, can sir. discuss Josh Green's performance and if the Celtics. We're able to push through. We've got a whole week of hoops ahead. It's going to be big. It's been big every week. We've got more Ben Simmons to check in on, which, yeah, as I said, I'm drowning in the juice. This is <laughs> going to be a the, big week, big the, week for me. The All Star campaign starts now. It started last week. <laughs> oh God! In the midst of it. Let's see if anyway. we can get over 500 first. <laughs> That's probably all we got time to talk about. So until next week. You've been tuned into Backdoor Cut. My name is Josh DiMatteo, here as always with Jake Eisenberg and Matt Beatty. We'll see you then. Peace.